you want to know whether whether or not it makes sense to get into e-commerce when Amazon is just crushing every business in its path. DigitalMarketingRadio.com, the big interview with David Bain. What does it take to start and build your own successful e-commerce store? What are the common mistakes that e-commerce stores make? And how do you increase your e-commerce conversion rates? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask today's special guest, Brandon Noti. Brandon, welcome to DMR. Thank you so much for having me, David. Well, thanks for joining us. Well, Brandon is an e-commerce entrepreneur. He's founded a store bringing in over $20,000 a month in revenue and his favourite things include hiring, working with his awesome team, and saying no. So, Brandon, what prompted you to start an e-commerce store? Uh, I guess I was looking for a, a way out of my previous business, which was a Kindle publishing business. It was actually doing really well for me, but I wanted to grow myself and my skill set, and I thought e-commerce sounded like fun. It's probably not the most scientific way to go about it, but... Um, yeah, I was really just looking to um, grow myself as an entrepreneur, and I feel like the e-commerce business model really allows you to expand your skill set. There's so many things you can learn from email marketing to customer service to building teams and stuff like that. So how long, how long ago was it that you actually started? The store went live basically January 1st, so it's been pr- running pretty much this whole year. Okay, wow. So we're talking um, just the beginning of October 2014. Um, so you're talking about nine months or so it's been going. So um, f- fairly fresh, but you're obviously doing um, very well already. Um, what would you say um, are the things that you've done so far that has driven it along the furthest and made it uh, the success it is today? I think the the first one is certainly finding a good market. You know, I I ended up getting into a market where, um, you know, I saw that there was demand. And I think a lot of times people go into businesses because they have a great idea or they think they have a great idea and they they have to try to validate it with the market. And what, what really convinced me to get into my particular market was just talking to somebody who was already in it. And so after, you know, after hearing his success, you know, I kind of wanted to get in and and that was validation enough for me to try it. But, you know, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that you want to make sure that there's enough demand for for your store to grow. That's certainly one of the things that's important. Okay, so you you looked into that obviously before you decided to start. Mm -hmm. Right, okay. And um, so um, what kind of questions did you ask and um, what kind of places did you go to to determine that there was that um, market demand? I don't know. I think most people who try to start an e-commerce store really do do what you would call niche selection or niche re- niche research, as you would for building a, a niche website or a Kindle book or anything. You know, you want to see if there's demand for their product, but knowing that there are paying customers kind of shortcuts that whole process because you can see that people are willing to pay for a certain thing. So it was really as simple as finding somebody in the industry and, and talking to them and saying, hey, you know, how, how well is this doing for you? And if you find somebody who's honest and open, then, you know, that can be a, a very big shortcut. Obviously, keyword research works really well, but there's there's a little more to be said about finding a niche that has proven demand already. So um, you've obviously um, done very well in quite a short space of time. Um, what would you say the common pitfalls um, 
out there for e-commerce stores um, and, and the kind of pitfalls that you've managed to, to avoid? Um, I think it depends on the industry. You know, the one the one that I'm currently in, there's there's always going to be problems no matter which industry you go in. And the one that I'm currently in is kind of seems more of a, you could say it's like, think, like, think of vaporizers, right? It's kind of like a higher risk market. So when you deal with people who have to process money, some merchant processors aren't willing to work with you. You know, I, I've had Skype tell, or uh, not Skype, um, Stripe. Stripe, 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 isn't it? yeah. Yeah, and PayPal and Amazon and like all these people just basically say, hey, we don't want to work with that industry. So so that can be a risky thing. Um, maybe something that people can avoid. In terms of problems with people getting their own stores started, um, I guess I really haven't talked to enough uh, enough uh, beginners to, to know what, what I would say for this, but maybe just not not committing enough time to it and um it's not really something you can kind of do part-time i don't think you know unless you're setting up um you know dozens of stores which i think is more of a hassle i'd rather focus on one and just you know make that a really great store you know i, I know plenty of people who have dozens of stores and it just seems like they're spreading themselves thin and they're not really maximizing on one particular store and there's still really an opportunity for entrepreneurs to set up their own e-commerce stores. Um, you don't find that um, um, the majority of the marketplace is, is moving towards big players like Amazon. I think that's the question, right? You want to know whether whether or not it makes sense to get into e-commerce when Amazon is just crushing every business in its path. Mm. And of course, they want to, right? But there's some things that Amazon can't replicate. They just can't replicate the kind of customer service and knowledge that you could bring to the table on a particular niche. You know, and that's kind of been my my marketing angle is that we provide you with great service, as does Amazon. Um, we're not going to be as cheap, but we we will know 20 times more than they do about the subject. And for an industry that you might have a lot of questions about, uh, it's it's something that's really, really, really helpful for customers. Okay, um, so get into an industry sector where um, perhaps having experience about um, your product portfolio um, could pay dividend and, and would position yourself as as being the premium retailer um, in the marketplace and the place that people want to go to rather than just a, a mass marketplace like Amazon. Um, what about yeah. getting, getting set up to begin with? What kind of um, software are you using and um, finding effective? Well, there's all sorts of different e-commerce platforms. Uh, the most common one I think is called Shopify, which is just kind of a plug and play one. If I restarted, I probably would have started with that. I've had a lot of headaches using WooCommerce, which is a, it's basically a plugin that enables WooCommerce functionality onto WordPress websites. Mm. So it's very simple. If you've used WordPress before, if you have a blog, it allows you to sell products and do all sorts of crazy things with it. And it's a full e-commerce solution. But that's the one that I currently use. And I've I've had I've had enough troubles. It works fine as it is, but if I had to restart, I probably would probably would do something simpler. That's interesting, actually, because um, um, I've I've spoken to a few people about e-commerce before. Um, I spoke to um, someone called Ezra Firestone a couple of years ago, and um, mm-hmm. here's a, he's a fairly big player in e-commerce. And a couple of years ago, he was saying, "Yes, absolutely, stay clear of um, WordPress um, for um, e-commerce type stores." 
um, and then go for your Shopify, your big commerce, those, those, those kind of shop, software platforms. Um, but then I was speaking to someone more recently and um, he was saying, well, WooCommerce has come on leaps and bounds and you can do, you know, tens of thousands of products through that. And, and that's Absolutely. Uh, that, 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 that's the um, the bit of software to go for. Um, so um, what kind of challenges have you actually had with WooCommerce? Uh, well, I'm I'm very not technical. You know, anything that I that needs coding or even HTML, I don't even know how to do. CSS, all that stuff is a foreign language to me. Mm. So, I have to hire people to do that. If something breaks, you know, it could be any number of things. It's just it's probably my lack of of development knowledge that has held me back. You know, I I, tr- I can use something a little more user friendly like Shopify. Um, to be more specific, I had uh, one event where I updated a specific plugin and the whole website just went uh, went down right. completely. And my, my payment wall went down completely for a week. So I went, right. I went a week without sales because I couldn't figure out what the problem was. And I had to talk to my developer and it was this whole big hassle that stemmed from just a, you know, one wrong plugin out of a hundred that you're using. Wow. Uh, going Okay, so if you're going to use WooCommerce, then perhaps have a developer on hand um, or have knowledge yourself on hand that, that can quickly rectify things like that. Because what you're yeah. doing effectively is, is is you're developing your own site rather than actually um, relying on um, a, a complete third-party piece of software that, that runs all of your site for you. With WordPress, of course, there are lots of different wheels behind the scenes, different plugins that you can add to your site. But of course, as soon as you add a plugin or update it, then you're always um, praying a little bit and crossing your fingers that um, nothing's going to go wrong yeah. when you do the update. Absolutely. Yeah, the same thing happened when I updated WooCommerce, the plugin. It 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 broke the the payment processor they like removed different like my thank you page just got removed you know that's a that's a pretty important page when people are buying products from you it just changed completely on one of the updates so definitely something you want to think about if you're if you're looking into this i don't want to scare anybody away from that i think it's great if you if you know what you're doing but i've definitely had my share of 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 challenges Okay, that's interesting. And um, what about um, when your site is up and running and uh, working effectively? Um, what do you tend to um, focus on to actually increase um, the quantity of sales, um, perhaps conversion rates of visits to people actually buying something on your site? Sure. So that's kind of two two questions wrapped in one. First, traffic and then conversion. So traffic, my whole, well, my whole marketing strategy has been based on organic uh, traffic. So I have a, a content team that helps me target different keywords and we create content on a weekly basis and we send that out to our email subscribers and it's all education-based marketing. So we we have content that goes out, um, you know, targeting these very long tail keywords and then we also solicit this, uh, we send it out to our email list and um, it's just a strategy that we've started from the beginning and it's just continued to grow. Um, ever since so that would be the traffic part of the equation okay so but um so you're focusing on seo for traffic by the sound of it um but you also mentioned your email list as well um do you just um add people to your email list who have actually become customers or do you try and uh, build an email list before people buy from you so we do both because i think it's important to talk to your prospects because most of them could be ready to buy if they knew if the product was right or not for them. So what we try to do as part of our strategy is to just 
give them great information and help them make the best decision possible for themselves. I'm not the kind of person and I don't want my company to be the kind of company that pushes products on people. So most of our email lists or most of our emails that go out are just informative and educational. And we want to help them understand more about the product specifically and help them make the best decision possible. Okay, and um, in terms of publishing content um, on your site and, and also via email, how often do you do that? Um, about twice a week, sometimes three times a week. So it's not super crazy in terms of content marketing. I'd prefer to have more. I'd, I'd prefer to have lesser a lesser amount and better quality articles than to just do once once a week. You know, it's kind of really really poorly written. Okay, and um, you obviously target certain keyword phrases um, um, to to rank for your articles, uh, but with Google um, deciding that they don't particularly want to share keyword data um, with website owners, it becomes more challenging to actually determine whether or not your your pages are ranking for those terms. Um, do you use any software to to try and track what your pages are ranking for and the the, the value of the traffic from those terms? Yeah, that's something that I can definitely improve upon. I I don't really have the bandwidth to do that right now, but that's something that I'd, I'd certainly like to get into in the future. Right, okay. And so so how many products do you actually have in your website at the moment? Right now it's not that many. It's about 50 or so. You know, we're starting slow and, and just trying to build really high-quality, uh, informative product pages. And I think to answer your conversion question, I think that's crucial. You know, we have... Our, each post is about maybe a thousand to five hundred words. Um, again, and this is something that Ezra talks about. He uses the keywords in the actual product name, so you can take a keyword that you've found on your list and enter it in, into the actual product name and target for that particular keyword and rank that product page for that particular keyword. So having a well thought out uh, and informative and educational product page is is super critical for converting customers. And um, I also see that you've got reviews um, for your products as well. Um, so I would imagine that they, um, they they just come from buyers. I mean, I mean, it says verified buyer um, next to quite a few reviews. Um, do you actually ask people to review your product as soon as they actually make a purchase? Yeah, so that's just a plugin. I think it's called Yatpo, and it's a free plugin that you can you can uh, just hook up into WordPress. Again, it's just it's free and simple. And it sends it sends each person who purchases a product a an email I think 15 days afterwards so you can set the interval, and it just asks asks them to rate the product I think right in the email. It's super easy for people to say oh yeah you know I thought this was great or oh this was terrible. Again you get those you get most of those reviews in the five five star five and four star or like the one star range. There's there's very little I feel like the the three stars because most people who are in the three-star range are pretty ambivalent anyway. But yeah, that's super helpful for, for converting uh, for converting customers. You'll see some most of the top uh, sellers on my site are, are pages that have the most reviews. It's like anything on Amazon too, right? You want to see that social proof that other people have bought it and liked. And I think that's a huge part of conversions. So it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, the, the, the more reviews you get, the more sales you make, the more sales you will make in the future because um, more right. people are reviewing it. 
Um, exactly. It's just tough to to kick things off to begin with. What about if you don't have any reviews at all? Um, um, do you do anything to actually drive those initial sales? Is it worthwhile doing um, a discount or anything like that to begin with to try and encourage sales before you have those reviews? Um, I don't really, I don't really like going the sales angle. I think. I don't. I don't really like discounting the products in general. I'd rather. I'd rather have people be loyal for other reasons other than we're the cheapest option. Again, I think that means you're kind of competing with Amazon. So I try to avoid that. But in terms of getting new products on board, you know, we can kind of do a soft pitch in some of the emails that I send out. You know, I might put it in the PS line. I might say, hey, by the way, you know, if you're interested, here's a new product. But like, not make it the focus of the of the email. Um, we just we do things like that and, and still get a pretty good click through rate. But really, I think the best thing that has worked is is knowing the knowing the right keywords to target for a product and um, and being able to to write a well written product page. And then that way, the traffic comes. If you've done it correctly, the traffic comes to that page, assuming that it's you know something that that people are looking for. And do you just use um, Google Keyword Planner for the keyword research? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And I also noticed that you've got um, your telephone number at the top of your site. Um, do you get many calls or does that just act mere, maybe as just um, something positive for people to know that um, even if they don't call you, that option is there just in case they have an issue? I think it's both. It's a, it's a trust thing. You know, when people go online and they this is obviously much, much better now that people are buying things from all different websites, but you know, they want to they want to know that they're buying from somebody that they can trust. And I think having your phone number there says, hey, you know, if you call this number, you will reach a real person in in uh, less words than that. And so I have that on that on my website. Now, I don't I don't take the calls anymore. I used to. I now have a, a customer service team that takes the phone calls. So it's definitely something that that helps, you know, and you and you want to have those people picking up the phone calls as soon as possible because customers are ready to buy. Great. Okay. Well, I think there's um, quite a few tidbits there for people to pick their way through and um, um, assist with their um, e-commerce stores. But let's segue into the second section of our discussion. So that's your thoughts in general on uh, digital marketing today. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact the success of your business? (laughs) Oh, there's so many. I mean, everything runs on. I mean, I guess I could say WooCommerce, but that's kind of a lame answer. <laughs> that's that's so hard. There are so many things that I use on a day-to-day basis. I mean, Skype is integral for for talking to people like yourself or or my contractors. Or um, I guess one one thing that I've used recently that has really come on my radar and everyone seems to love is this uh, software called Slack. Have you heard of it? Uh, it doesn't spring to mind immediately no what is it it's it's called slack s-l-a-c-k and it's basically a team communication tool okay. so have you ever you've heard of uh hip chat before right yes so it's kind of like hip chat except it's a little more fun and uh, real, i want to say robust but basically there's more that you can do with it so you create these different channels of communication and every everything that uh relates to a particular topic can go on a specific channel and the idea is that um, you're reducing your email load with your team and you're making it a fun and engaging way to to talk with your team. And I think everyone that I've kind of brought on board has been really, really liking it. And and personally, I really like to use it. So I, I really 
have a disdain for email, especially recently. And I think anything that kind of allows me to get out of that inbox and um, reduce that email load is is uh, really helpful. And so I would I would really recommend everyone check this out. And it's free. And what software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you've meant to try potentially at some point in the near future? Something I don't use. I'd really love to use Optimizely. I don't think I, I don't have the bandwidth right now to try that, but I've heard really good things about the A-B testing with that. And, you know, I, I would like to use it for some of my top selling products and just, you know, split test different things. And that's where you're really going to get a big return on, on your investment, not just, you know, changing colors and stuff like that. I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Just marketing online in general? Yes. What, what exactly do you mean? Um, well, um, really, maybe uh, whenever you first launched um, your own website, um, what um, could you have done that you didn't do to actually uh, build the business a lot quicker? Mm. I, I think the... Probably the biggest, uh, not obstacle, but kind of reversal I had to have in my mind came from studying copywriting. And it was just that, you know, when you're talking, when you're writing online, you know, you're writing for someone else, you're not writing for yourself. And so, you know, when I, when I was, like I said, I was in Kindle before this, um, you know, I had to, I had to rethink everything that I was doing and when I was writing things. And once I started realizing that, you know, these words are, are for someone else, I need to be talking about their emotions and what they want. Um, and, you know, it's not about me. It's about what the customer wants and what they want to hear. And that was a complete total shift in my mindset that, you know, the, one of the key factors for, um, it's it's a keystone uh, skill set for you know moving forward in any business. You need to understand what your customers want and realize that you know you shouldn't have an ego in your business. You should be uh, you know humble enough to figure out what the customer wants and and give it to them. The this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. I'm just looking for your cut <laughs> reaction. So ready okay. to go? Sure. Email or Twitter. Twitter. Oh, I don't like either of them. Okay. <laughs> Twitter was the gut. <laughs> I said Twitter. Okay. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Display advertising. Facebook or Google Plus? Google Plus. Online press releases or one-on-one relations? One-on-one relations. Paid search or SEO? Uh, SEO. Email contact form or telephone number? Email contact. Website or app? Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Social subscriber. And local marketing or global marketing? Global marketing. Yay! Moving straight on to... (laughs) The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single digital marketing activity, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? To spend on a digital marketing activity to to grow myself. What what's the objective? To 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 grow your current business. Um, If there was um, one, if if you had ten thousand dollars just given to you and you had to spend it um, fairly quickly in one activity um, to bring in as many new customers as possible and obviously convert them into clients, what would you spend it on? Mm. 
probably hire the smartest people that I can find in different industries and have them uh, and have one-on-one -on -one chats with them and write down everything that they knew and just and experiment and try all of those strategies. No, that's 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 um, great advice as well um, because. Um you don't know everything or certainly um, a lot of people think that they know, think they know and think they know everything to begin with um and it's yeah, even, I it, certainly don't it's, it, but it's when you start to begin with um a lot of people tend to want to learn everything for themselves and that's probably the biggest waste of time and the biggest reason why they're not earning as much as they could be absolutely I realize like you said that you don't know everything and that people some people have already blazed this path so i would like to uh use that money to connect with people who already have if that's possible i don't know oh, probably absolutely. don't even need money to do that um you probably just need to um spend money on on flights and hotel accommodation and get to where they are there you go my number one takeaway well brandon you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation but what's the number one takeaway what's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses I mean, I guess if we want to keep this relevant to, to our specific conversation today, I'd say you have to validate your idea. If if somebody ha out there has a business that you, you know, you're thinking about or you're currently in and you're not sure if you want to keep it, you have to you have to validate that with customers. So make sure you, you validate your idea with actual customer purchases. Excellent. Well, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time, your focus and your willingness to give back. What's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? Um, they can go to brandonnolte.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N-N-O-L-T-E -E dot com. Great stuff. Well, thanks again. Okay. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today on Digital Marketing Radio. Remember, you can get every interview before it's published as a podcast, delivered as a weekly digital magazine, automatically to your tablet or smartphone. And that's for Apple or Android. Just go to digitalmarketingradio.com for links to where you can subscribe and join the rest of the Digital Marketing Radio posse. Catch you again soon. Digital Marketing Radio, Digital Marketing Radio, Digital Marketing Radio.com.